Welcome to the Get Sacred Podcast. I'm your host, life coach, Melissa Elysian, and I'm here to teach you how to create more money, more love, and more sacred success. If you're ready to create a lusciously abundant and pleasure-filled life, you're in the right place. Hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. So this week on the podcast, I want to talk about wintering. Last week, I talked about um, manifesting and resting and daydreaming and how, you know, the new year starts in the middle of winter. And so how do we deal with the juxtaposition of this new creative energy of and wanting to manifest because of that n- new feeling and then also dealing with the fact that it's in a season where we're supposed to be slowing down, we're supposed to be hibernating and like um you know cozying in and hunkering down and going to bed earlier, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And um I talked about this idea of wintering that I have been practicing or learning to practice both. Is that, it's it's the same, (laughs) it's the same. And I wanna tell you more about that. So I started this journey to winter, journey to wintering. First, let me caveat, let me me just add that I don't like the winter. (laughs) Let me start with how did I end up giving intentional thought, reflection, and reading about wintering when I don't like winter. Let me tell you how. You know, this girl that is talking to you on the podcast, her parents are from the island of Hispaniola in the Caribbean. My family's Haitian. So as far as I know, DNA-wise, winter and coldness and snow like was forced upon me <laughs> when we when they migrated to the United States was I'm down for I understand the cause we lived I grew up in New York that's where I was born and raised and um I never I never liked the winter it never happened all of the years I lived in New York I never was like ooh I love the winter like there are things about it I like but being cold is not one of it. We could skip it. So surprise, surprise, I live in California now. And um, last year, I started this inquiry towards wintering, and it really started with um, reading a book. And that was prompted, I'll tell you more about the book, and that was prompted by my boyfriend of many years wanting to take a big trip to an island north of Norway called Svalbard, where he wants to go, ideally in in the start of winter, he wants to go like around the solstice, like the 21st, which is his birthday. He wants to go there for his birthday, and he's talked about it for years. And I, first few years he talked about it was like, mm, hmm, hmm, <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't know about that. And then eventually I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go with you, but I don't know how to do this. Like, I don't want to do it. It's cold. And he just kept telling me, like, I didn't, you don't know how to, he would say, you don't know how to do it. You don't know how to be warm in those 
climates. You don't know how to live that way. But when we get there, you're going to learn. And the people who live there, they know how to do it. And you just don't know how to do it yet. It's something that you can learn. And only in like really humbling myself that I (laughs) was going to go with him, that this is a trip that's happening and I'm going, Um, I'm going to participate in this dream that he has because I love him and because it could be wonderful. Um, Did I actually think to myself, oh, I should, I can learn. He's right. Maybe he's right. Maybe I can learn. And I picked up this book called Wintering by Catherine May. And the book isn't exactly just about how to survive cold weather. It's really about um, two things. It's a, It definitely speaks to how people in cold places, um, ex- people who have extremely cold winters especially, how they change and move so that they can uh, function, (laughs) survive, be comfortable, be at ease in the winter. And then another part, the more important, I think, overarching part of the book is really about the times where life asks us to slow down, to hunker down, to, um, to, kind of take the essence of what it means to winter because of the seasons and to apply that to your everyday life because something has happened. So an example of this is when we lose someone and we're grieving or when we become ill or when a natural disaster happens. When things in life happen that kind of stop us in our tracks, often the next step is a process of wintering, is a process of slowing down, is a process of focusing on the essentials. It's a process of um, putting your attention towards what really matters and kind of eliminating everything else. And uh, what do I want to say? And like guarding up? No, that's not the word. Mm, Kind of like shoring up shoring up like in the same way that a animal who's preparing for winter shores up by um, saving food and making sure they know where they're going to be resting for the winter. Some of our life experiences ask us to shore up, to make sure that our support systems are intact, to add to those support systems, to eliminate things from our schedule and our calendar that are not essential to kind of keep things to the bare minimum and to keep ourselves well-nourished. That's what this book is about. And I read it last year as a way to kind of like gently trickle into the the work of getting ready for this future trip. And, you know, me being a person who has a passion and curiosity about mental health and personal development and... Um, you know, me being the person who said I would go on this trip, (laughs) this book seemed like a very nice entryway to kind of think about those ideas and to recalibrate, recognizing, you know, this island blood 
just didn't give me wintering vibes. It just, I just, mm, no, I just didn't get them. (laughs) So, So what I'm wanting to share with you in this podcast are these two ideas that I really loved in listening to this book where Catherine May, who's the author, talks about working herself to the point of illness, like working to the point where she um, falls sick, has to leave her job, and has to wrestle with uh, her workaholism, her anxiety about needing to be productive, her, her thoughts and concerns about where she is financially, and um, just kind of feeling overwhelmed and helpless in the face of a circumstance that has forced her to do this emotional and lifestyle wintering that's not about seasons of, you know, the earth, but about seasons in our lives. And I wanted to share this so that you have, um, one, because a couple of people reached out to me and commented about this idea of wintering, that they it really resonated for them. And I just wanted to share with you my thinking and my mindset and how I kind of came into um, this, this, you know, this, these ideas and how I've started to implement them. So the gift is one in considering the places in your life and the times in your life where wintering is necessary. And this is the emotional aspect. So I'll go over this first. The emotional aspect of it is recognizing those times recognizing those times where life stops you and really finding your way to the rest and the nourishment that you need. So I want to give a story from my life and I want you to kind of scan your own life for a time where you really got stopped in your tracks and it felt impossible, difficult. You really struggled with that, and you didn't necessarily recognize that it was a time of winter and how that might have made it longer. So I'm gonna tell you my story of that. Um, Several years ago when I was working in an inpatient psychiatric unit with adolescents and children, so like from five to, was it five? Yeah, I think so, five or six to 17 years old. I was working in inpatient psych and I suffered from the working in that environment for the time that I did from a lot of vicarious trauma. I mean, it's so hard. I think I've said this before, maybe on the podcast, um, telling this story. It's really hard to, to work with children and, um, cleanly work. I say cleanly, like to not carry with you their burdens. It's so hard. It's hard to do any kind of work where there's that exchange if you don't, if you haven't yet learned how to carry those things. But I have to say that when I was working with children in particular, I really, the burden was hard. And I saw a lot of things and I heard a lot of stories that really affected me and made it challenging for me to keep going on in my own life. So there were a series of events on that hospital unit 
with the children in psych that left me in a position where I could no longer do the work. And it was like a hard stop for me. I was so emotionally taxed from the work that I was doing that I left the work because I needed to. And I completely did not recognize that it was time for winter. I spent the first few months after I left that job um, really working very hard to find a new work and to get better, right? To like heal very quickly from the traumatic experiences I had in that uh, work environment. I don't know, maybe three months, maybe more, I spent just trying to like get back to my regular life in a new way without really thinking to myself, no, you need to stop and heal. You need to stop and really take stock of where you are. You need to shore up your supports. You need to rest. You need to play. I spent the first few months completely ignoring that as a possibility. I just wanted to get back to work and I was in self-judgment about my inability to just get back to my regular task. I didn't wanna take in the full weight of what it meant to be suffering the heartache and the mental anguish that I had experienced. I didn't wanna, <laughs> I didn't wanna do it. And it's not even like I didn't wanna do it. I also like, you know, was an adult taking care of myself and I had not expected to be out of work. I had not expected that I was going to get to a point that I was going to work myself to a point that I was going to have to take a full stop. So I was reading this story um, in the book, Wintering, and completely years later could recognize how easy she got to where she was because I had gotten there too. Um, and I, and I want to add this thing that definitely resonated with me from the story was that she speaks to the fact that she was like very efficient and she got praised a lot. People thought she was incredible for all the things that she could accomplish and all of that jazz. And I just want to say that that definitely resonated when I was in that position. I just remembered really, um, being, praised and appreciated for my work that my managers and my supervisors um, always had good things to say to me and, and showed me a lot of appreciation for the work I was doing. So I was getting high praise for work that was hurting me and so didn't really take stock of the way that it was hurting me, right? I was like, I'm good at this. <laughs> I'm so good at this that I can't even um, be bothered with the way that uh, it's heavy. Like I, I would use feeling good about the work I'm doing because it was good work to do in the world and the praise that I got for doing the work as a buffer or a way to look past the... Mm, way I was overburdening myself, the way that I was stressing myself, the way that I was overworking myself. So it was shocking when I had to stop. And when I stopped, I didn't actually take it. I was like, I, I kind of I moved as if it was like a choice I was making, not like a choice I had to make. <laughs> and I spent months, 
months ignoring that I really needed time to heal. I really needed time to come back to myself. I really needed time to rest. I, I was in a time of wintering. It took me several months. And when I did recognize that, and let me tell you about that part, I had no choice but to recognize it because eventually months had passed and I had not been able to move forward. I had not been able to get my life back to the way that I wanted it. And, I, and eventually I had to take stock like, oh, you can't right now. You're not actually in a position to do that. You're still depleted. You have not nourished. You have not rusted. You have not shored up. You have not strengthened strengthened your support systems enough. You had not cut off enough of the excess that you had to be doing well. Actually, instead, you stopped doing the job and you replaced it (laughs) with other things that require a level, level of efforting that will not give you the, will not allow you to fill up in the way that you need to fill up. That's what I was doing. Um, And I couldn't, and I didn't get anywhere doing that. And so eventually I recognized, oh, (laughs) I need, I need to do that. I need to do that. So it wasn't until I started to really take stock of the circumstances that I am was in and I didn't call it wintering, but I really was like, oh, this is a healing journey. This is a resting journey. This is a restorative journey. This is a replenishing journey. I need to play. I need to rest. I need to stop looking for work immediately. I need to just like really take stock of where I am and do what needs to be done here, which was play, which was joy, which was laughter, which is cuddles, and it was rest, and it was sleeping well, and it was singing, and it was all sorts of um, body work and massages and eating differently. and It it was taking really good care of myself in a way that I wasn't doing (laughs) when the whole situation really shifted because I didn't know where I was. So I'm telling you all these fine details of this story so that you have, like I had in reading this book, Wintering, um, some reference (laughs) for places in your life where that might have been true, where whether you had to have a surgery or you lost someone or you had to change your jobs, or you had to move, or something happened and your life shifted. And instead of recognizing it was time to shore up, it was time that you were in a time of wintering, that it was time to slow down, that it was time to nourish, that you maybe didn't recognize it. And you can maybe see it now. And I'm also offering that to you so that you can recognize them in the future, because they're inevitable. It is a part of this life that we are going to have these moments, that we're going to have things that come up. As long as life stay lifing, (laughs) it just does its thing, right? We're going to have the ups and we're going to have the downs. We're going to have, we're going to have things that are hard come up. We're going to have things that stop us in our tracks. We're going to have things that create for us a time of emotional wintering. And the sooner you can recognize that's where you are, the better off you'll be. I'm going to say that for myself, I was able to go back to doing work that I loved and really taking good care of myself um, 
well, that's not how I really want to describe it. I can get back to, I can get back to a new version of my life that was better suited and fitted for me. And one where I could be productive, where I had something to offer. Only after I recognized where I was, that I wasn't wintering and that this wasn't about producing and it wasn't about what I could offer. It was about all the ways I could fill myself up. And if the ways I could fill myself up included producing or offering, because part of my, you know, part of that journey for me was art, creating art, performing art. And so that is a gift that I give other people, but it was for, it filled me first, right? So the sooner I was able to recognize that and give myself that, it made it so much, it made it easier for me to get back to a semblance of my life, a better looking version of my life where I could, where I was full enough to be able to give. I was full enough to be able to share and to offer. So that really covers the emotional aspect for me of this idea of wintering. The idea of wintering because of life events, you know, like the seasons of life as opposed to the seasons of the earth. But I want to talk a little bit also about, you know, the seasons that we experience in our environment and how, you know, it was it created me practicing, starting to practice last year, this idea of like actually getting ready for the winter, <laughs> the season of winter, really helped me in fortifying this idea of how to take care of myself emotionally when life has put me in a season of winter. So last year, I just like really was like, oh, I'm going to get, I'm going to start practicing before we go to this cold ass island, <laughs> I'm gonna start practicing. I'm gonna start practicing winter in my California winter. Now I'm in Northern California, so it's cold. It's not snowing, but it gets cold. Um, it's not gonna ever get to negative anything, but I feel it. I still don't like it. But last year was the first year that I was like, okay, let's get ready for this. Like, let's make this, what are the ways that we can make this better? Like, what are the ways that I can intentionally, kind of like the book talks about, because the book, she pulls in this idea of how people win take care of themselves in winter to talk about the ways that we can do that emotionally. She uses both. And so I want to share both with you because I just thought it was so good. And now you don't have to read the whole book to get this concept, but you can because it's great. Um, so what I started doing was like, actually, you know, usually I think when the seasons come, I like switch out some of my clothes, but not all of my clothes because it's California. But last year I was like, oh, let's like really put away the things that like don't even dare because that's not what season it is. And sure and like sure up on the stuff that is actually going to make me feel really cozy. So I was like intentionally placing blankets in places so that I'm cozy. And I started to on purpose go to sleep 
earlier because it's darker, duh, right? So I started actually listening to that rhythm and going to sleep earlier. I started on purpose changing the way that I was eating because we have access to everything all the time. We don't always um, take heed to the fact that like, mm, yeah, throughout most of history, we were changing what foods we ate every season because of what was available. And so last year was the first time I was like, oh, let me start leaning in to the foods of this season. Like, let me start souping it up. Let me get me some of these root vegetables. Let me have nice, warm, cozy, nutritious, hearty foods. Let me do all of the things that it makes sense to do in the winter. And I started doing it, right? Intentionally getting cozy, intentionally resting more, intentionally saying no to activities, intentionally dressing in a like appropriately for the season where I have to say that most of my life, I really haven't done that so much. I just like dress and then put a coat on top. Um, don't mind my laughter. I just am surprised that I live like I survived in New York living my life this way. Um, but I did. And I just like was like, oh, no, it's winter. I'm going to do I'm going to feel winter. I'm going to really take it in that it's winter. And what it ended up feeling like for me was very luxurious because I was super cozy. I was buying myself very warm stuff. Not that you have to buy expensive stuff. I'm always mindful when I say that, like, it's not about that. But I just, when I was shopping, I was thoughtful about the fact that it was winter in a way that I'm usually not. So it felt luxurious. It was cozy. I started lighting candles. I started eating better foods. I started like having more tea times. I started taking in that it was winter and it felt really good and luxurious. It created more time for me. It created this warm and tingly feeling for me. <laughs> like I really appreciated it and I wasn't very good at it. I really like don't have a lot of skill in caring about winter. I'm usually trying to like pretend it's not happening and like can it go away quickly? So those habits translated for me into like this way of taking good care while having an awareness of like my environment changing. And when I did this and then added it to this idea of how the seasons of our life ask us to winter, it only um, like it only fortified this idea for me. It only like it helped me solidify this idea of when it's like cold and barren <laughs> and nothing is growing and everything is quiet, like that's a really good time for me to make sure that I have all of my needs met. And that is a very generous way for me, a generous way of being with myself. So going to sleep early didn't feel like, mm, like a punishment or like I was missing out. It felt like, oh, it's cold out. And I don't like that. And like having, being well rested <laughs> in the discomfort of cold actually is a very generous and kind, loving way to be with myself. And being well dressed for the warm weather is a very luxurious and wonderful and kind way to be with myself. And nourishing myself with 
intention for this season is a way of loving myself deeply and taking good care. And it totally translated for me that when our life puts us in the seasons of winter, how to how to use physical and emotional, you know, to get at it at the angle of physical and emotional ways to taking good care of myself because I'm emotionally in a place of wintering. So I wanted to share that with you in case like the concept is new and unfamiliar or you wanted more. This is the way that I think about it. Like this is how I'm thinking about it um, and how and I gave examples of how I'm applying it. Some of them are so like subtle and (laughs) not a big deal. And I just totally didn't do it. I just totally never did it any winter. I never did it any physical winter. And there are so many things that in my life, when life was, when I was wintering in my life emotionally because of an event or a circumstance that um, I didn't tend to myself because I didn't recognize what was happening. And so I wanted to gift you with that insight because it's been really wonderful for me to have that awareness um, it's been a blessing of love towards myself just to like, you know, <laughs> not lose track of what's really going on and what I need in that time. So I hope it's useful to you. I love you. I wish you the best. Um, and I want for you, you know, warm, cuddly, good feelings whenever you're in any type of winter. Okay, I was going to say and, but now I'm just looking at the time and it's like 29 minutes. (laughs) So I'm just going to pause and wrap up. Here's um, what I want to invite you to before we get off. This call, I love how I think I'm on a phone call with you. Mm. (laughs) I really, just so you know, if you're listening to this podcast, I really, I really record this podcast with you absolutely in mind. I just feel like you're on the other side of my device or you're like sitting here with me. That's just how I do it. (laughs) That's how I feel. So if you find me, talking that way and you think it's funny, it's because that's like how I feel inside. In any case, I want to invite you before this episode ends, um, one, either to work with me one-on-one, if, especially if you're feeling like one, ooh, I am in a season of wintering and I totally didn't recognize it and I need help unwinding, turning down the gears, taking really good care of myself because you know, culturally, uh, we haven't really learned how to do a good job of slowing down and resting and taking good care and recognizing that we're in wintering. We're usually, I think a lot of us have been taught to have those events, have those life events that cause a time of wintering come and 
and then for us to push against it. Certainly, I've done that many times in my life, just trying to get back to a normal that wasn't even good for me to begin with. So if you feel like you're in that situation and you're like, I don't even know how to get my anxiety down enough to do the things that I need to do so that I can really honor the fact that this is a wintering time, um, I highly recommend um, booking a consultation or just getting yourself a coaching package and and start working with me so that we can really get at um, what's keeping you from taking really good care and like figuring out for you what that really good care looks like. Because you might not know. Certainly, I didn't know how to go to that small island. I don't know how to do that. I'm still learning, right? And I didn't know how to take care of myself that that time that work really pushed me to my edge. So I get that. I've been there. And if you need help with that, I got you. Um, And I also want to invite you to a workshop that I have scheduled for March for the Rest is Resistance book by Trisha Hershey. Um, This book is just... I don't, I won't stop saying how incredible it is. And so I'm doing an event in March where you can come and share and we're going to reflect on the book and talk about um, ways to really take the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful wisdom that she shares in this book about rest and um, creating a life that is... I don't know, joyously sustainable, right? Like she just talks about finding ways to dream and rest um, in this system that really is not about that life. And so we'll be talking about that then. Um, In both cases, I'll put links in the show notes for you to either sign up for some coaching or for you to get registered for the workshop or for you to do both. I love you. Take good good care. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Get Sacred podcast. For more ways to connect, I want you to head to melissaelysian.com. To be coached by me, head to my website and schedule a time for us to chat all things sacred and sovereign about your life. The link is in the show notes. I'll talk to you soon.